The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to be discussing if people should be paying to have downloads of their podcast. Joining us is Mike Whiston, who is the CEO of Mopod, which is the largest driver of engaged subscribers and listeners to many of the most prominent newsletters and podcasts in the United States, including this podcast. Yesterday, Mike and I talked about whether you should pay for podcast downloads, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about using programmatic to build your podcast community. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Mike Whiston, the CEO of Mopod. Mike, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks. I'm super happy to be here. Excited to have you back on the show. I'm glad we were able to drag you back kicking and streaming for- Kicking and streaming. That's what we're doing. <laughs> kicking and streaming. There you go. That's the title of my next podcast. It's going to be a podcast about podcasting because we haven't gone full meta yet. Mike, we talked about whether people should buy downloads. And surprisingly, even though you run the company that sells podcast downloads, your answer was probably not. Because if you don't have goals tied to why you're buying downloads, you might be throwing your money away. So let's talk a little bit about podcast growth and if there's an opportunity to use the podcast tools, the download buying tools, or some of the other assets that you've developed to use programmatic to not necessarily just buy downloads, which can be a vanity metric, but to actually build communities, listenerships, ear holes. How do you use programmatic and how do you use paid advertising to actually grow an audience? I can talk directly to my own podcast on this one. So this is obviously separate from Mopod, but I have the Friday Night Karaoke podcast and the Friday Night Karaoke community. And I think that's what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about how do you build communities around your podcast? Shot through the heart and you're too late. You gave programmatic a bad name. I love it. Sorry. (laughs) So probably the most value that anyone listening would get is understanding my journey with Friday Night Karaoke because we built that from zero. We have an insanely engaged community. We're the number one music podcast in Canada. We're like the number nine music podcast in the US. I think in Chartables, all podcasts global. We're number four music podcast globally for reach. So we've definitely done something right here. Uh, It doesn't hurt that (laughs) we're a podcast growth company. But our strategy with Friday Night Karaoke was to build a community first and speaking to programmatic 
we built it all on social. So we built a Facebook group. It's called Friday Night Karaoke. We started the Facebook group before we even started the podcast. And the idea for the group was negativity free, zero ads, zero gimmicks, just karaoke. And we've held true to that. It's hundreds of songs being posted every single day from 11 and a half thousand members now who are highly, highly engaged and active. And we have this direct conversation with this community. We built it through ads on Facebook. I mean, that's literally how we built the entire thing. It's the same type of programmatic targeting that we would run from Mopod on the open web. Meta has it built into their own system. So you can get very specific with the audiences that you're targeting. We've run ads since almost day one. We've built them against our page. We have a page and we have a group on Facebook, both for Friday Night Karaoke, the way Facebook works if you're building a community is you cannot drive an ad with a landing page of your group within Meta. It won't let you. You can drive to your page and you can get likes on your page and make that the outcome or the goal of a campaign. So we drive all of our audience and all of our marketing to our Friday Night Karaoke page with a goal of getting likes on the page and getting likes on the ad itself. You can then take those likes on the ad. You can invite those people manually to like your page and anyone liking your page, you can go to your group and you can invite them to join the group. And that's from a paid perspective, how we built the entire community. Being laser focused on the kinds of strategies and audiences that you're going after is really important. Retargeting is huge and lookalikes are huge on Meta. So I'd focus a lot on those. But communities, everything, I believe, in a successful podcast, you get feedback from the audience, you release a new episode and you have a place to actually let them know that, hey, there's a new episode out. It's not just Spotify saying, hey, your new episode is live. You can actually go into your Facebook group and let people know. And then again, you get that feedback, which many podcasters just don't get. They're waiting around for an Apple review or a Spotify review to tell them what's going on. All right. So you decided you were going to build a community first. You started with an advertising-led strategy, and you're doing some migration using Facebook to get people to like a page, and then you're manually inviting them to the group, and you're moving pixels and data and people around within the Facebook universe. Now you've got them in a group, and you can publish content. Talk to me about the way that you're getting people from the community into the podcast app. It seems like that's always the challenging part is, Wonderful. I could build an audience on one platform. How do I carry my audience with me when I travel? I think that's actually pretty easy because you have a community, you have a direct line of communication with them, and you're not only talking to them, but if it's a true community, they're talking back to you. It's as simple as posting up, here's our new episode, here's the links to all your favorite platforms. You can use smart links with things like Chartable and make it super easy. That's why you build a community. You build it for feedback and you build it for a platform to let everyone know about your new episodes. It's literally that simple. A major part of our listenership and our most loyal listenership comes directly from that group. When you see your community grow, right, you're relying on Facebook and some of the not necessarily programmatic, I guess we'd call those social marketing strategies. When you're investing in social and you're migrating people from a page to a group, do you see an instant impact in things like your podcast downloads, your rankings, your following? So when you move them from the page to the group, not necessarily if you're doing it in a major wave, like if you're bringing on like a thousand new people, sure, you might see a lift, but you'd have to bring on a ton of new people and it just doesn't grow that fast, at least not from paid unless you're spending a shitload of money. So you're not going to see major, major shifts. If you're getting 20 downloads per episode now, sure, you're going to see some big jumps. 
if you bring a thousand new people into your group and you're promoting your podcast, yeah, for sure, you're going to be getting more than 20 downloads per episode, especially if you have an engaged community that is constantly posting things up and responding to your posts as an admin or as the owner. So to your question, yes, if you bring them from the page to the group and you're not getting a ton of downloads now, it's really easy to see that lift, but they're going to be listening on their favorite app. So it's really difficult to attribute that to the group. Even if you put like a chartable smart link or something that will tell you that, yes, they clicked on the link and they went and listened in Spotify or went and listened in Apple or iHeart or wherever. I'm still not convinced that people are clicking those links to go listen. I think that they're just going into their apps and typing in Friday night karaoke and listening. So you've got this engaged audience on one platform and you're not necessarily seeing it convert to your podcast. Are, are you assuming that it is the same audience when you've been growing Friday Night Karaoke very successfully and you built this audience in Facebook? How do you know that those two groups are actually related or are you doing separate strategies that are growing your podcast and you basically just have karaoke lovers in two different places? We have karaoke lovers in two different places, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're Mopod. Karaoke lovers all over the place. Who are we kidding? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're obviously a growth engine for podcasts. We have three different products in the podcasting space with different goals. Well, we have a download product, we have a retention product, and we have an audio promo product as well. So very different goals, but we kind of run that entire gambit of whatever the goal is, we can kind of hit that. So obviously we're running our own ads with our own systems for our own show. We know that the Facebook group works because of the feedback that we get in the group. When you post up a new episode and you're getting hundreds of comments and people have obviously listened, our podcast is actually pretty unique in that when you release episodes, typically most people are bringing on a guest, like you brought me on to this show. And part of the strategy here always is my guest is going to use their own network and promote the episode. And it's going to help me grow my podcast. You go after guests that have good following and maybe are very active on social or have their own communities that they can now pitch your podcast to because they were a guest and they want everyone to hear them on the show. Similarly, we do that, but we feature 10 different artists in every one of our podcasts. So we have 10 different people going out and telling their grandmother and their friends from college and everybody, hey, go listen to this episode. I was featured. My song is on there. So it lets us grow a little bit more exponentially from that channel. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right, so you've got this podcast, you've got this community, I don't even know what to call it, a Facebook community, where you're publishing content, probably video related, and then you're growing this podcast as kind of a separate entity. I think of my community as the people that are listening to the show, and, and maybe that's an audience, not a community. You're not necessarily trying to migrate your podcast, your Facebook community over to the podcast. And you mentioned that you're using other strategies to try to grow your listenership, your audience, and your podcast. Yesterday, we talked about downloads being great to get sort of one hitters, right? You're getting somebody to be exposed to the content and a small percentage, three to 5% of them are going to stick around and become your followers. What are some of the other ways that you're getting people to stick around and become your avid listeners in podcasting? We actually have a product called Mopod Audio, and it's taking advantage of all the dynamic ad insertion units across podcasting. So if you're on Spotify or Megaphone or Libsyn or any of the major hosting platforms, you have the ability to put in dynamic ad slots into your podcast, where that's going to put an ad in that spot that matches the listener. Maybe those interest targeting segments that we talked about or lookalike audiences or whatever, someone's going to hear your ad based on any number of programmatic criteria. We have the ability to put ads in other podcasts or other audio properties, 30 second to 60 second promos, and ultimately drive them back to your podcast. So if you're, you've actually run some audio ads with us in the past, so I'm sure you can speak directly to it. Run some audio ads. Mike, I was the one who asked you to go build Mopod Audio. Who are you kidding? I've run some ads. <laughs> you were the architect. I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll go with Godfather. Godfather. Or something like There you go. Cut the shit. This is what happened. It's true. We did not have an audio product. And you're like, you can do this? Can you do this for audio? I don't want to humble brag here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. I went to you and said, Mike, I spent tens of thousands of dollars my first few years in podcasting buying remnant inventory on the CNN network for a dollar CPM. Can you please use the programmatic advertising strategy that you have, but instead of buying display media and driving downloads, can you just serve this 60 second audio ad? And everybody, that really works. If you want to find people that listen to your podcast, target them in podcasts. They're already podcast listeners, right? I need marketers that listen to podcasts. The caveat there is you really need to have amazing audio. You need like an amazing ad. And it's hard to know what an amazing ad is. Not all ads are created equal. I recorded an ad five years ago when I was six months into recording podcasts, and I've never changed it. It is a 60-second ad that says, if you're ready for your next great show and you want to learn how great businesses grow, listen to the MarTech podcast. It's got a 15-second preview of our content and then basically reads the introductory copy that we have in every one of our podcasts, and then go download the MarTech podcast. Written by a guy who owns the MarTech podcast, not the Gumby Lovers podcast. But look, everybody take that, please. Copy it. It's not rocket science. I'll give you the <laughs> ad. You can just change the title. Anyway, how do you get people to listen to your podcast? Find people that are listening to podcasts. Use programmatic advertising. Now I'm on my high horse and I'm not interviewing. I'm preaching. 
but find people that listen to podcasts. Target them in podcasts. I don't understand why this is such a complex topic for everyone. Why isn't the industry at large using audio advertising to grow podcasts? The long tail attribution is challenging. That's one, I think, major reason. Just understanding how that growth came in and where it came in. I mean, ultimately, someone hears the ad and then they're going to their favorite app. They're probably in their app already because they're listening. And then they're typing in Friday Night Karaoke or the MarTech podcast and hopefully listening. And it's hard to get that long tail attribution. Sorry, I got worked up on that one, Mike. <laughs> I am such a fan of audio advertising in podcast to grow your podcast. That's been my secret sauce since I started the podcast. And it got me in my first 11 months to my first 10,000 downloads. Now we rely on a combination of downloads and audio advertising and some of your other products to bolster the reputation of our podcast. I guess the last question I have for you is you're like my programmatic guru, wizard podcast download genius. Why is this something that you have figured out that the rest of the industry hasn't? What is so complicated about programmatic that scares people away from leveraging this channel to grow their podcasts, their YouTube channels, their whatever it is? I think it's just because it is so complicated. I mean, there's so much that goes into a programmatic strategy. It's very difficult to back into a cost per download that makes sense for most people who are going to go after building something like this. I think that you need to be laser focused on results, obviously. You need to be laser focused on strategies that are working and making sure that you're finding more people like the kinds of people who are actually engaging. That's where those lookalikes and those retargeting audiences come into play. I think you need to be data warehousing like crazy. It's not just about running campaigns. It's about collecting as much data as possible about what works and what doesn't work, and then drawing lines between them, connecting as many dots as possible. And just getting a sense for here's what it looks like in this category and here's what it looks like in this category and giving yourself some baselines to start from. Or just hear me out. Don't do that and just work with us. This is not a sponsorship. Mike is my friend. Mike, I feel like we've known each other for years. And ironically, we met in 2022 when we're recording this episode. So I want everybody to listen to this to know that this is from the heart. And I'm going to say it in front of Mike and probably embarrass myself, but I'm going to give you some data. I met Mike. We started talking. Turns out we both knew a little bit about the podcast industry. We started working together. I started testing some tools of theirs. We started using audio advertising. I've used the Boost product. I've used some of Mike's other strategies to help grow my podcast. We really started working together in June. In the last six months, my podcast has grown 64%. And I would say that part of that is my hard work. But most of that is my relationship with Mopod and the strategies that you've built to help us grow our podcast and reach new audience not only has helped us be a bigger podcast, it helps us get our content out to more people. It also takes the stress off of me as a content creator because I know I have something that is predictable and sustainable. I will say this one more time, and I said it right before you went to Vegas on your last trip, Mike don't die. I can't promise it. I love whiskey. <laughs> when, you, when you see me at Podcast Movement or at PodFest, if you see me, you'll see me probably at the bar. <laughs> oh, God help us. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mike Whiston, the CEO of Mopod. If you'd like to get in touch with Mike, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Mike Wiston, that's M-I-K-E-W-I-S-T-O-N, or you can visit his company's website, which is mopod.com, M-O-W-P-O-D.com. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.